Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast brought to you by the great folks over at HypeBot.com. Yes. Thank you so much, Bruce, and everybody you, Bruce. everybody who works at HypeBot. All the support for the podcast has been phenomenal. Um, so, Jay, you and I are flying alone today. We are. We so, are. So, but so, I- some, sometimes that's a little bit of a, a pain in the ass, and other times, you know what? I like it because it just I forces like it conversation. Well, that's... That's how it started. I remember you and I one time, you know, just talking about digital stuff over the phone. And then, uh, you know, you had me join your podcast. And then a while later, we're just talking. And it's kind of like, I believe, how your podcast started in the first place. It's kind of digital talk over coffee. And it's like, well, why don't we just share this with folks? We've exactly. got a little bit of experience so We're, we're just sharing our conversations because we're in the business. We're in the industry, what we deal with. I love having all of our guests on because they bring a lot of interesting yeah. stuff and new things. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, we've had a guest for eight weeks straight, and I just miss talking to Jay. Uh, <laughs> me too. Yeah, and, you know, when, when you and I get on the phone, literally we could talk for hours because we deal with – you know, this digital world and with digital marketing and sales and we deal with different kinds of clients and we don't know all the answers, but we bring people on that do or we figure things out. But I think, you know, like you and I were talking this morning about just some of the issues that we run into and just some of the, you know, things to avoid um, because you could, there's a lot of noise out there. And you, if you don't do your research and if you don't ask people who work in digital marketing, people who have experience there, sometimes you can be led, a, led astray. Yeah, you know, it's, it, you know, you've just got to be very careful when somebody says they've got all the answers. Is literally what it comes down to. And this is just worldly advice for everything. Great advice. But, but you know, we'll keep it focused to, to the music industry here, but... There's plenty of people, and I'm sure every single one of us listening at one point or another has encountered somebody who claimed to have the answer. I've got the solution. I've got the ticket. I got the tool. I got the trick. I got I got a way to game it. Whatever it is, yep. somebody claims to have figured it out. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, I'll say it again, and I've said it many times in the past, and I'll say it in the future. When you find those people, run away. Absolutely. Just just run away because nobody can guarantee anything, especially yeah. in this industry that, as we say so many times, it changes so quickly. Yeah. Not not just monthly, weekly, daily. It's things changed are changing. while we've been talking this morning. So anybody who claims to have figured it out yeah. hasn't figured it out. And, and you've got to be very careful on that because there is – there's some there's some downsides if you if you get involved with people who do that. I mean, it might cost you could, money that you there lose. There could be ramifications, right? Um, you could have accounts, whether it's your Facebook page, profile, YouTube, Spotify, could be blacklisted, could be canned, could be removed. You could have your music pulled down from DSPs. There, there, there's so you know. When when somebody's figured out a way to work the system, that usually means it's a way that is against the terms of use for right. the system. That's right. Now, I'll raise my hand. I don't read many of those terms of use that we all click through and right. agree to. 
But I can guarantee you that when push comes to shove, they are enforced every once in a while to make a point. I've done mm-hmm. it myself on on websites that I've hosted and message boards. Every once in a while, it's like enough. I'm 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 using the letter of the law. You broke the terms of service, and you're gone. Let that be an example to everybody else. Yeah, and I saw this this last week, and you and I touched on this uh, a little bit. Um, I had I saw somebody, an artist, get their music removed from Spotify. And you and I have talked about this danger before that there are a lot of folks out there who tell you, I can get you on Spotify playlists or Apple Music playlists. And I'm not necessarily talking about the user-generated playlists. There's a ton of people who have their networks of uh, playlisters that claim they can get you onto some of these playlists. And we can talk about that separately. But I, I had somebody tell me that they could get me on Spotify curated playlists. Now, for how much? I, well, they they're expensive. They they start off they you know they want a term first of all. They 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 like to have at least a thirty day term to work, and depending on the service, it can be any as low as five hundred dollars, but as high as fifteen hundred dollars, depending on the artist and the title, which immediately made me wonder when they're telling me that they don't have a fixed rate and that it's based on, you know, the artist and the track. And I've tested out a lot of these pay for play things because I have clients that want to see if it's legit. I haven't found any that are. I have seen some that have their network of small playlists, maybe Um, Some of them have a lot of songs. Some of them have a few songs. But the bottom line is they can get your music into these playlists. But I've never seen a case where it made sense on an ROI basis, meaning that if you paid a few hundred dollars or whatever it was to get on these playlists, you've never made that money back in streams. Now, I have a couple of people who will tell me, oh, but Joe had success with it, or this one guy had success, but I can give you 12 examples for every one where it didn't work. But the danger is, and this is what you and I were talking about, is you run the risk of getting pulled down from a DSP. And like I said, I had uh, somebody I know, an artist, get their music pulled down from Spotify recently because they were paying for placement and then talking about it. And and listen, this just goes straight back to go read the Spotify terms of service. Terms of service, right? It says you can't do that. Now your role, people are always going to roll the dice. Nobody's going to catch me. Everybody does it. I understand that, and and I guess I just feel my responsibility is to say, listen, I just want you to know, client, this could be the end result of that. If right. you if you still choose to to do that, if you still choose to go buy a million YouTube plays, I can't stop you from doing that. But I will tell you what the potential downside is. It may not happen, but when it does happen, or if you start seeing it happening other places and you start freaking out because it might be you next, there's not a lot. I or anybody can right. do because you you went out and took advantage of something that games the system. 
Yeah. It really then, does. To your point earlier, it never it never really works when somebody comes to you and says, you know, I've got that stock tip. You know, I, I know how to game Spotify or I know how to game SoundCloud. The problem is, is that today there's so much data. I can look up not only, you know, how many streams, what territory they're coming from, but you can tell if they're on the ad-supported tier or if they're on the premium tier. You can tell, like, we had a, a client come to us and say, you know, we this guy generated all these spins for us and we paid him money. Well, we looked and they were all based out of London and they were all based on the free tier and they all came from the profile, meaning that none were coming from playlists. You don't think that Spotify and their team will recognize what's going on? You know, it's the same with SoundCloud well, buying it, things. But, but, you know, and even if they don't recognize it, which happens quite a bit this is why there's a business out there for people to do this you're not going to gain anything from that because they're not real spins they're not real people it's not anybody who's going to ever do anything to engage with you i had a client years ago who engaged with a big time influencer company out of la to help them launch the band's facebook profile and, I mean, they spent tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. And they got, like, 75,000 Facebook likes uh, from this influencing company. And then he brought me in, and I immediately was like, you know, something just doesn't ring true here. You're a band that's based in the United States, but all of these likes, I shouldn't say all, but the vast majority of them are, like, South America. Literally, just everything was bulk South America. And the number one language spoken by the people who like your page is not English. What's, who, who are these people? What, yeah. what are they? And then as I started digging more, it's like, all right, can you, can you have the, the influencer tell me what did they target? What were they targeting to try and get these people? Yeah. And, and they were like, and this was this was a, a a hard rock band, and he's and he said, well, they came back and said they targeted anybody who likes music. I was like, hmm. really? That that's that's how they target this. You realize that you're getting people who like jazz, opera, Britney Spears, country music. They're all hitting the like button, even though your band has zero commonality with right. these people. This is this is the you know so in the end what did it do it hurt them because now they've got all of these people that you know they might have been real likes real people but they were absolutely useless yeah absolutely useless because what do yeah. you know all of a sudden this band from the United States that only sings and speaks in English and tours the U.S. you're going to start talking to everybody in Spanish because all of a sudden yeah. you got fifty thousand people in Brazil yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really important, I believe, to to have a good social footprint and to have good um, streaming numbers, you know, because people will, you know, if, if you're an artist that's looking to get signed, for example, or looking to get uh, to secure a good tour or a brand partnership or what, whatever your goals are, one of the first places people will go to, potential partners, you know, they're going to look at your they're going to look at your socials and your website, but they're also going to look at the data. And you don't necessarily 
correlate. You know, just because you have a million, you know, YouTube uh, channel followers, that doesn't always translate into sales, streams, touring. You know, we've all seen this before. Some some bands with huge social footprints, you know, don't do well. Uh, on the road, and some with very small social footprints do very well, and and every you know everything in between. But I guess what I would stress is that people do look at your website, and then they do look at your socials, and then they're going to look at under the hood and look at the numbers if they're serious about you, and you want those numbers to be accurate. And they'll look for spikes. They'll look for things like um, telltale signs of buying followers, you know, a lot of different followers in one day from a certain area or a lot, you know, on the streaming side, it's pretty easy to to see what that data is coming from. And not only can it get you in trouble, but even if it doesn't get you in trouble, potential partners could walk away if they oh, see that it's not real. Big big time. I mean, they can do this without even seeing your your underlying data. You know, people like you and I and many other people, we can go to any artist's internet footprint out there. And, you know, within 30 minutes, we can make a judgment based on what is the the publicly visible footprint of an artist? What does that say about them? You know, oh, you've got you've got a million views on this YouTube video. But you've got two comments mm-hmm. and only one thumbs up. Right. That doesn't that doesn't correlate. That that you know people like us would sit here and go, it mm, doesn't doesn't make sense. You've got three hundred thousand Facebook likes, yet you make one post a week, and it's got zero comments and three likes on it. Hmm. Something something's, right. something's not right there. Um, you know, there's there's telltale signs like that that, quite quite honestly, might prevent a partner from even reaching out any further to say, listen, we're still interested. We now would like to see your – we'll sign an NDA. Give us your, the data behind the scenes so we can start evaluating for a discussion here. Honestly, I, I think a lot of people will, will just walk away before that even happens because it's yeah. pretty obvious. It can be yeah. pretty obvious to the people – who have experience that that you tried to take a shortcut and yeah. you know since day one of of working in this industry there's always people who come up and like what I I I don't have time I need the magic whatever to go from 0 to 10,000 fans by Tuesday I know there's something out there that will do it for me right Mike can you do this no because at the end of the day, just like there's, there you've got to have great music. At the end of the day, you got to put in hard work. Yeah, and no you really time. have to build over time your fan base, your engagement, your social media profile, your internet presence. It doesn't change overnight. It takes not days, not weeks, not months. It's years of constantly doing this. And even when you think you finally made it, 
you should still be trying to find new fans. Absolutely. You know, there's a there's a great line in a Todd Snyder song that says, everybody wants the most they can possibly get for the least they can possibly do. And there are places, if you wanted to, you could go on the web and find places that will give you fake YouTube numbers, SoundCloud numbers, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, there are places where you can go do that. But the problem is, it can it can harm you, but more importantly, those aren't real numbers. So when you do, you know, send messages out to your followers or you're going on the road or you've got a new release and you're trying to market it, you're not marketing it to real human beings that have a passion or are engaged. Yeah. That's a problem. You know, if it's if it's too easy, if it's too good to be true, if it's the if it's the magic ticket. <laughs> it's just, it, it's not. It's not. I, you know, I've tried, as you've said, you've tried many of these services. I've done them as well. I've I've had clients who have been willing to take a test at some of these services, and the end result was, sorry, yeah, I, I'm sorry that fifteen hundred dollars you spent got you nothing. You got yeah. add, you got added to one playlist that got you thirty spins. Um, you know, you got all of these fake video views and you still didn't get a record deal and you still yeah. didn't get a tour opening slot um i wish it was that easy you it, know it, if it was yeah, not. if it was that easy every artist would be successful i mean that's mm -hmm. what it comes, if every artist could do this you'd just wake up and Boom, 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 boom. I need I need five thousand dollars. I'm set up across the board. I now have a fan base of of a hundred thousand people. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Just go yeah. out and look at the reality. It doesn't work that way. I had a manager last week talk to me about streaming uh compared to radio. He grew up in an era and worked with artists in an era where you had a great band who recorded a great record. You had a powerful radio promotion team. You got them out on the road and you stacked it high at Tower Records and, you know, Warehouse and Musicland and you worked your tail off and that formula worked for so many years. And yes, there were, you know, games that were played at radio and there were powerful radio promotion companies and you could buy your way into heavy rotation if you had some of those ingredients. So they're trying to transfer that old school business model into today. Well, there must be a way where we can hire a streaming you know, promotion guy that we pay a ton of money and he gets us on all the right playlists and that'll take the place of radio. Unfortunately, that doesn't work. Well, I, I think the other thing is if you... Now now that we've got years of the music industry behind us, we can look back and go, you know what? Yeah, there was payola in radio and there was paying for placement at Tower and, you know, buying buying an ad got you on the cover of this magazine and and it and, and it all looked good, but what I think we've realized looking back is it was all just buying perception. It didn't actually buy ultimate success for most musicians meaning most of those musicians may have moved a million two million albums they still were unrecouped because so much freaking money was spent to build up that perception of success 
that by album two, the artist was still living in a dingy apartment with their, you know, beat up Toyota because they still didn't have money. The money still didn't make it. It still didn't trickle down to the artist. Let's put it that way. Um, and that same thing happens today. If you're going to try and game the system, you know, perception is reality. But at the end of the day, you can't you can't buy groceries with perception. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at, let's say, Apple Music and Spotify or, you know, you all that placement each week that's an editorial decision. That's not bought and paid for. And I think there's some integrity uh, to this new music business because of that. Um, I think that, you know, with Amazon, it's a little bit different. Uh, you can pay for, you know, having your artist front and center. Um, of course, it has to be accepted into that program. So there is some editorial there. But right now, you can't pay for that placement at Spotify and Apple Music. But back in the retail days, you pay it started for an off, cap. Pay for yeah, the cap. But it, it for years it was an editorial decision and then they kind of started saying they called it P&P, you know, uh, pricing and positioning where you would pay for that end cap, you would get your music onto that end cap. Um, I hope that streaming doesn't go that way. Um, because then it becomes homogenized and those labels with the most money, you know, that's why in the end, when you looked at tower records near the end and some of these other retailers, all the end caps and all the ads kind of look the same. Right. You know, and I, I love the fact that it's more of a meritocracy today with the streaming services. But if you think that you can buy your way in or your friend says, oh, my buddy's got success with this, this guy, he's got an in there. He knows a guy. I, I just I would run the other direction. Yeah, it's it. Listen, uh, there's always going to be some exception to what we're saying. There's always an exception to everything, to everything. Out there in this world. But right. the point is, the exception is is a rarity. It's not the common result. The common result is you can't get it done. You just can't. You're not going to get success by buying buying playlist placement, by buying fake likes, by f buying fake video views, Followers, by, yeah. by spend, you know, you've, you've got to put the work in that. And, and, sad, and sadly, that's what discourages so many people is really, I don't want to freaking work. I don't. Yeah. And, well. and okay, Mike, I'll hire you to do the work. Okay. Can you get it done in 30 days? Well, no, this is a career. You're building yeah. a long-term career and a long-term relationship here. You know, you've got zero email addresses in your list today. Do you want 100,000 email addresses? It's not happening overnight. We've got to put together a plan and a strategy. You might have to spend some money to, to, to do this. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes there's that lightning in a bottle where someone comes out with a track and so-and-so just noticed it and it just explodes. But And that's always been in the music industry. But that is the exception to the rule. And if you look at most successful artists, you know, they got there by hard work, planning, making good music, touring their asses off. You know, they, they didn't get there 
you know, easy. You know, Paul Stanley once said the key to success isn't you go from this level to success. It's you go this level, failure, 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 then success. Yeah. And and I believe there's some truth to that. It, you know, it overnight success was 10 years in the making. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you know, we're, we're just so caught up in, a, in, in the media of today where we just want to relish these overnight success stories. You no. you were a nobody, and then all of a sudden you're a somebody. Well, the f the the re real truth is, they might have been a nobody for ten years in their local market. We I think we could all name a couple bands that we remember seeing in our local clubs, playing to fifty people, who fifteen twenty years on, some the band or somebody in the band went on to great success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they also paid their frickin' dues paid and dues. busted their ass and worked and worked and worked, and it finally came around and happened. You just, listen, I'm a big believer in numbers. You know, numbers tell you what's going on, but you cannot just blindly follow numbers because there's so many experts out there self-proclaimed experts who will give you their their um their take on what the numbers mean and what you should do and person a has got advice that's different than b than c than d than e and 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 frankly i always keep coming back to it the biggest problem is most people just can't even get off their butt to do something yeah. Let alone do something the right way. You can't even do something. Yeah. You know, get in the habit of doing something every day. And after doing something every day for a month, then, See what then, works. then, See you, what can sit, then you can sit back and go, okay, let me fine tune that to get better results. Let me tweak the best times. But too many people are focused right out of the box of, well, here's what this... This white paper study says I should right. do. I'm going to follow A, B, C, and D. And two weeks later, they still haven't done anything because they're still too busy trying to formulate the plan following this white paper. And it's just like, you just, you don't get it. Right. And you and I have talked about, you know, we both had people come to us and say, well, you know, you need to post it this day and at this time and you need to do this. I can tell you that the people, the artists that I've seen that have had the greatest success with socials there's there's something very common in all of them even though they did it a different way and that is they all tried things and then looked and saw what worked and looked and saw what didn't it sounds pedantic but they did more of what worked more engaging things it wasn't always selly and it wasn't it wasn't tied to well you have to post this many times a day this many times a week and it has to be at this time I don't. I've never found that to be true with anybody because it's it varies so differently. It varies and, from every artist, every yeah. genre, every state, every country. There's so much variety that you really can't say what worked for this person will work for the next person. That's right. What That's you right. can say is, be yourself, be genuine, be real, do what you are comfortable doing, and pay attention to what people like and don't like. Yeah. But but if but if you try and and make yourself become what you think people like because this white paper says these are the best types of posts, 
Yeah. You're going to you're you're going to miss the connection completely. Yeah. yeah. You got to find out on your own. You know, do things, look and see what's working, what's not working. Don't pay for things that aren't real. That that's never going to work for you. You know, and and don't be afraid to push back to anybody who says this is the way it is. This is the way it should be. This is the answer. Ask them questions. Ask them for um, testimonials from multiple people. Multiple is the key. I do, mean, a broken do, clock is right twice a day. Do, you know, your, you do can, your own research yeah. on, on what they're saying, on who they are, uh, on their history. Um, you know, because, again, there's just a lot of people that, I hate to say it, but they they basically try and prey upon people who don't have knowledge and therefore they try and baffle you with big words. Sure. And you and I know people who are supposedly advocates and touring artists that are spouting things that simply are not true. And they're doing it to build their brand, which, you know, go for it. But just be really careful. If, if the bottom line is if it sounds too good to be true, it it probably is, and there are no shortcuts. There really are no, you know, there's always going to be exceptions, people who, you know, um, capture lightning in a bottle and become very successful off of a song that they didn't really do any touring or any work, but that is the exception to the rule. With most success, success stories, you're going to find a trail of hard work. Exactly, exactly. Good, Good conversation. Always. All right, guys, that's that's it. Go, Music go visit Hypebot. Hypebot, thank you. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out of here for another week.